0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at cbgairport.com.
2: So we we're just having an off air conversation on the Golden Globes and how well Andy Samberg and Sandra O oh did. I don't know. What did you guys think?
1: That's the toughest gig on the planet. I would never ever want it in a million years. Because I'm just I'm watching their opening monologue and it's just so uncomfortable because there are moments of just silence mm. in
2: the crowd. I didn't watch it, was it because wow. Was it because, because he's kind of awkward. Do you think it was because people aren't connecting with what he's trying to do or it was just bad writing? Uh,
1: You know, I'm really not sure. But he did a whole, (laughs) like, this whole big long thing, this Black Panther thing. And I'm not even sure I know what what was happening. (laughs) But they were showing some of the stars of the movie. And they're just looking at him, like, just, like, almost, like, glaring at him. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. What is he stepping into? If you do? told
2: me as a kid growing up in the Bay, there'd be a movie called Black Panther that starts off in Oakland. This is not what I would have imagined. Ryan, were there like a bunch of old members of the actual Black Panther Party saying, I can't even get an audition? <laughs> just kidding. They were all framed and murdered for wanting justice and equality. The world is and always has been a nightmare. It just seems worse now because of our phones. What else happened this year? <laughs> They're like, slow down, dude. I'm drunk. <laughs> I, I, I
1: know. But
2: it they looked did like they fast. couldn't
0: wait to get off of the of that monologue, though. Didn't you kind of feel like they were just like, let's get it over with, get let's it done, hurry. and move
2: on to the first award? Sandra Oh made fun of movies that cast white people as Asians, like Emma Stone in the uh, huge box office blockbuster Aloha. Anybody ever see that? Nope. Mm-mm.
0: Crazy Rich Asians is nominated tonight for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. It is the first studio film with an Asian American lead since Ghost in the Shell and Aloha.
2: (laughs) Emma Stone in the background yelling, I'm I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, that's funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. What else is happening?
1: Well, with the new year, we have to prepare to say goodbye to a lot of things that we love very, very much. So, here are some of the things that we'll be ending in 2019 uh, Star Wars the Skywalker saga yeah oh uh, would you stop <laughs> stop
2: i didn't I even know be it was the on only one that's
1: exciting <laughs> Star Wars 9 will bring an end to the family drama that has stretched over 3 trilogies in 42 years but of course the Star Wars universe it, was, it won't be ending there'll be more just this will be the end of the Skywalker saga piece of it oh. Game of Thrones 8th and final season kicking off in April Spinoffs are coming from what we understand. Mm. Um, Marvel Avengers Endgame, April 26th. A lot of the main characters that have defined the Marvel Cinematic Universe are going to be retired or de-emphasized in favor of newer, younger blood there. Big Bang Theory is going away. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Gotham is going away. It goes away. Mr. Robot and Lemony Snicket's a series a series of unfortunate events. Hmm. You know
0: what's coming on tonight, though. The Bachelor, The Bachelor,
1: starring Colton, the Virgin. I can't wait. I know you're very. excited I'm about excited. that. Excited, I am. I love me some Colton, so I'll be all up in that. Starting at eight o'clock tonight on ABC. Is it the Virgin thing, or are you just think that's he's what hunky? I was thinking? No, you know <laughs> what it is. Here, here's what it is. When I see, because he's hungry, you got to re- well, you got to remember. When I was in high school, I was the cheerleader that dated the blonde-haired, blue-eyed super jock. So when I see Colton. that type, you that daydream. blonde-haired, blue-eyed super athlete, and he just saw happens to be a football player, which was my M.O., for sure, that I'm like... It just, it just starts a little something flutter in my heart.
2: Then. Mm.
0: I feel Her like we're going to be kind of fatigued by the, the virgin thing, though, because <laughs> I was watching the trailer, and I guess a lot of women bring it up to him. Like, why are you still a virgin? What's going on with the virgin thing? Are we going to take your virgin card? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to be a theme throughout.
2: Yeah. Well, and we'll see if they do or not. What a way to get some action, though. Just tell people, you tell yeah. women you're a virgin, though, right? <laughs> do you think,
1: though, or do you think it scares them off? I think most women would be a little bit like, what am I supposed to, you know?
2: What do I do with at this? At
1: age, right? right?
2: Yeah, I don't and know. And you just
1: hope that when you finally get to that, that he kind of sort of has an idea what to do. Well, I kind of wonder how he feels about women
0: that have had sex, though. Like, if I, you know, if you were having that conversation and you're like, oh, I, you know, I did this, you know, I did this, or I dated this guy, and he's thinking, in. And-
2: to the gym to work out
0: pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
2: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
0: his head like i'm a virgin at this age and it sounds like you've been around the
2: block how many women will he be uh, having to pick through?
1: Don't they start with around 30? I think so. And how many
2: of them do you, th- how many of them do you think will be virgins?
1: Oh. oh, that would be sweet, wouldn't they? If they, That'd if be they perfect. cast a bunch. That
2: would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward jacuzzi scenes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be entertaining. <sighs> well, uh, very quickly here. Former American Idol co-host Brian Dunkelman.
1: You were always a big fan of his
2: I always, fact,
1: I've never known anybody that talked about Brian Dunkelman as much as you've talked about Brian Dunkleman. Uh, well
2: I got a kick out of this guy if, if you're uh, if you remember American Idol when it first went on the air, Ryan Seacrest was not the only host. It was mm-hmm. Ryan Seacrest and Brian Dunkelman opposite the judges. And with all due respect to Brian Dunkelman, I never understood why he was there.
1: He was kind of like the supporting actress that they were just talking about, right? Brass- yeah, that's right, Bob.
2: <laughs> it seemed to me watching American Idol that uh-huh. Ryan was sort of like the main guy, and Brian was sort of this nodding, affirmative. That's right, yeah, guy. <laughs> He didn't really do. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he was a super nice guy and I'm sure he was very talented, but they didn't give him, it didn't seem to me like they gave him much of a role.
1: They didn't really find what area he would be able to best add something to the show
2: or if it was even necessary to have two guys in the first place. But whatever the, whatever the deal was, he quit after the first season. Not realizing this was about to become the biggest show ever on television.
1: And did he quit or did they not offer it?
2: My understanding is he quit. And he's admitted that that was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made. I mean, who knows how long he would have hung in there anyway. But uh, anyway, I didn't know this, but I guess he's been an Uber driver for the past couple of years. Yeah. And when the public found out about it, people have been mocking him. And uh, he's holding his head up high. He says he's doing it for his five-year-old son. He tweeted, "I chose to stop doing stand-up comedy." And by the way, that was that was kind of his original thing before he before he uh, went on American Idol. That was always part of his uh, repertoire was doing stand-up comedy. And uh, he started driving an Uber so that he could be there for his son as much as he needed. After our life as we knew it was destroyed. Print that. Yeah. Uh, And what he's talking about there is a nasty divorce. And TMZ, I guess, published financial documents where Brian says he's been an Uber driver for the past two years and makes about $800 a week. Uh, Brian tweeted at TMZ, by the way, I make over a grand on a good week, mother effers. (laughs) Yeah. So there. Uh, TMZ didn't take any below the belt. TMZ did not take any below-the-belt shots at Brian, but I guess once the story made the rounds, plenty of haters started job-shaming him online. For his part, Brian does have a sense of humor about his situation. One day before the story broke, he tweeted, Hey, my agent sent me an email saying this is going to be my year. Unfortunately, he sent it in 2002. (laughs) When other people offered to help him out, he said he'd love to chat, assuming they were paying for lunch. And when Maxwell House Coffee came to his defense, Brian said that Maxwell House was a damn fine product and he would love to be their new spokesperson. At one point, he also admitted to being a really bad Uber driver. So I don't know if this means that Hollywood is going to start tossing job offers to Brian like they did for Jeffrey Owens from the Cosby Show last year. It's hard to say. Uh, But Jeffrey did have a message for Brian. He said, to say that I can relate to your situation is such an understatement. (laughs) <laughs> Hang in there. Do not hide. Whatever you do, do it well and proudly. There is a proverb that says, see a man who is excellent at what he does, he will serve before kings. I think you're awesome, and I admire you. Nice. So good luck to Brian Dunkelman. That was nice. Yes. 647. That is your latest E! News for now. We'll have more are we for We're going to
1: talk about the big local...
2: Oh, I know
1: story. I mean this. I'm sorry. When I saw this on Friday, my heart just melted just a little bit because I thought it was the sweetest engagement announcement ever when we didn't even know these two people were dating. (laughs) I didn't know they were dating. Did you guys know that Mike Dardis and Sheree Palello were dating?
2: I heard some stuff.
1: You heard rumors?
2: Yeah. I
1: have worked with him on
0: multiple occasions and he's never said a word. And I no, was they kept it quiet, very quiet. And I evidently they got together because, w- you know, immediately when I see the engagement announcement, I'm like, how did we not know about all of these details? So I start like reading sure. through what everybody's writing. Mm-hmm. And I guess they've got together in like November of 2017.
1: Yep. And I guess they went to management and told them that they were dating. And management said, okay, but if the, this better, you know, uh, what's going to happen if you two break up? up. And apparently Mike said, well, if, if that happens, then I'll be the one to leave because she is from here, which I thought too was very sweet. But what were the exact words she used? By the way, if you're
2: just tuning in, like if you've been out of town and you don't know what's going on, we found out over the weekend when we got back that, uh, channel five news five anchors, Sheree Palillo. And Mike Dardis, who anchor the 5, thirty, yeah. six, and 11 o'clock newscasts, mm-hmm. are engaged to be married.
1: Right. And nobody had any idea that they were even a couple. Or, you know, Jeff knew. He heard things. But we didn't know. <laughs> and most they weren't public. Right. Right. So I'm sure people close knew. But, yeah, engaged. And she posted. They announced it on social media. And it was really sweet because she... I wish I had it right in front of me so I could get it word for word. But I, I'll paraphrase. She says, um, I feel like I've gotten a second chance. She says, who knew that all these years that I was looking, the the man that I was looking for was sitting right next to me the whole time.
0: Oh, Something like that. That is really sweet. sweet. We have it on our Jeff and Jen on Q&A to Facebook page, too. If you want to look at the picture, he proposed to her at the... Uh, suspension bridge. It's mm-hmm. her favorite bridge. It's a really sweet
2: the story. The picture that
1: they posted is that when they, the moment they got engaged? I is, believe so. Kind of what it kind of looks like because like she's that. kind of
2: Well, blushing. she'll be able to tell you all about it because they're coming in on Wednesday, guys. Well,
1: I have a lot of questions. You know
0: what was really sweet, though, too, is like I was reading in the story that I was talking about how she was like, you know, I didn't really realize how much I really liked him until he was talking about leaving town and it was like... <gasps> Never gonna see him again, or you know that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I thought was another sweet story.
2: Yeah, there's cool. a lot to
0: share there.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, yeah. it'll be Mike Dartis's first time in the studio, as far as I know. I don't think he's ever. Yeah, been. That I can't
1: remember. And uh, yeah.
2: Cherie's been on the show, you know, bunch of times. So uh, it'll be good to have them both in.
0: Yeah, get the whole in story. studio. Get the Mm -hmm. whole
2: story. Catch up with them.
0: It's time to spill it now that you're out. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, you better be ready to answer some questions.
2: The cat's out of the bag. You
0: guys get the champagne ready. It'll happen.
2: Teresa. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? We're doing great. Good. We're way to school. Excellent. First
1: day back. Uh, We got your three headlines here, too. And two of them are fake and one of them is real. And if you could pick out the real one, where are they going? They're going to go see Fiddler on the Roof at the Aronoff Center. There you go. So here you go, which what is real? Is A. Okay. A kidnapper chases a woman into a karate studio. Not a good idea. B. 75-year-old woman with black belt stops purse snatcher with karate chomp to the throat. Or C. Man hospitalized in critical condition after attempting to carjack MMA champion.
2: A. You, oh, got, you it. got it. Yay. Correct. Nice. You got it. Nice. Yeah, you kinda wish every attempted kidnapping turns out like this. On Thursday night a forty six year old guy named August Williams tried to kidnap a woman at a strip mall in Charlotte, North Carolina. He tried to force her into his car, but she ran away and he followed her, and the woman ran right into a karate studio.
1: Which is brilliant. What a brilliant idea.
2: The studio's head instructor is a guy named Randall Ephraim, and he was cleaning up inside when a woman ran in and told him a guy was trying to kidnap her. So when August came inside, Randall told him to leave. Uh, August (laughs) was evidently feeling empowered in that moment and decided he was going to start swinging at him, and you can probably imagine what happened next. Randall just destroyed this guy, and August had to be taken out on a stretcher.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) On a stretch. Well deserved. Yeah, so he is facing multiple charges for kidnapping, assault, and. Thanks for listening to
1: the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.